You are listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living Way Church. So after the message today, uh, we will be opening up with the message and we will have worship towards the end of service today. So just uh, you see things a little bit differently, that's why. And uh, so those that are joining us online as well, if you'd like to prepare your elements as well. And uh, we'll be taking communion once the message leads us into, into communion this morning. So let's open up in a word of prayer this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, for another beautiful day. Another wonderful day that you have given us, Father God. And we are just so grateful and so thankful to you today, Father God. For Lord, you have been so faithful. Faithful, my God, and you have been so good, Lord. And Father God, through everything, my Lord, Father God, you are strength, you are peace, you are comfort, Lord. Father God, you are all that we need, Lord Jesus. So, Heavenly Father, we just thank you today, Father God, as we just trust in you, Lord God, as we look to you, Lord God, as we seek you this morning, Father God. Father, we are looking to you and your word, my God, to speak to our hearts, Lord Jesus, to minister to us, to teach us, to instruct us, Father God. And to help us, Lord God, as Father God, you lead us and guide us and direct us in all that we do this day. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. We give you the glory, we give you the praise, and we give you the honor, Lord. And we just thank you today, Father God, as we are able to come together. We thank you, Lord, that, Father God, we're able to come together as a body of Christ to praise you, to glorify you, to seek you, Lord. And, Father God, Lord Jesus, to hear your word, my God. Father God, to be able to fellowship with one another, Lord God. And, Father God, to just be able to encourage one another, my God, with the encouragement we ourselves receive from from each other and from you lord father in the name of jesus we just thank you for this day we give you the glory the praise and the honor and we thank you lord that your grace is sufficient my god and that your power is made great in our weakness my god so we thank you lord for your power here this morning within our hearts and in our lives and in this world today my god and father in the name of jesus whatever those weaknesses may be today we acknowledge them father god but we We thank you, Lord, that when we are weak, you are strong, Lord. So, Father, we are strong together in you today, and we just give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord this morning. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's turn our Bibles this morning. We're going to be looking at Mark chapter 6. We're going to look at Mark chapter 6, and we're going to kind of just take a journey through the Bible today. And how many of you are disciples of Christ this morning? Amen? How many disciples do we have in here this morning? How many disciples are watching with us this morning? Amen? We are disciples of Christ, and like we learned, disciplined learner, one who follows and is being taught. Amen? So that's who we are today. But as we are discipled, we are also, we are also prepared for, to walk in the gifting, to walk in what God has given us. How many of you know that you have a gift from God? You have gifts from God. The number one gift that me and you have is salvation. But not only that, he, through the salvation, he also gives you gifts. He gives you talents. He gives you the fruit of the Spirit. You have these gifts living in you. It's not something that you will get one day. You already have it. It was placed in you. But it's working it out, and as you learn to know the Lord, then what happens is as you start to discover what those gifts are. You start to see the gifts manifest within your hearts and within your lives. And what those gifts are there for are to bring glory and honor to God the Father. To bring glory to Jesus Christ. Because 
He gave you those gifts. He gave us those gifts. He gave us his spirit that we can know within our hearts and we can have peace within our hearts that, Lord, you did save me. You can use me. You do have a plan and a purpose for me. And those plans are for good and not for evil to bring me hope and a future. Lord, your love for me never changes. And I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And we can have that hope within our hearts and within our lives today. But not only that, the Holy Spirit is the one who is in us that the word says that is our guarantee of the salvation that me and you have today. So when you have doubts, when you have fears, when you are tired, we have the Holy Spirit that reminds us that he is our strength. And that God will never give up on you. His word says he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. His word says that he that began a good work in you will see it to completion until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the encouragement we have today. Always know that God saved you with a purpose. He died for you because you were predestined. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. And God has great plans for you. But it's learning what those plans are. It's learning what are the gifts in my life. It's learning through living. Do we catch that? It's learning through living. See, we can sit all day and we could study the Bible and that's good. But it does us no good and it has no power if we choose not to go and live it. And to do. Because the Bible doesn't say to sit by faith. It says to walk by faith and not by sight. To live by the Spirit. So it's an action word. It's for us to be living because how many of us know that we got to live? We have to do. We got bills to pay. We got food to purchase. I don't know about you, but you're going to get lunch after, right? This body gets hungry. <laughs> And if you hear a little grumbling, I'm not speaking in tongues, it's probably my stomach. It's probably your stomach too, amen? <laughs> I'm not the only one. <laughs> but I thank God that we can live in him. So today what I want to talk about, I want to talk a little bit about this. It's just a reminder today, a little bit of a remembrance of what we have, but not only what we have, but of who we have. And the title of today's message is Go and See. Go and See. And you will see that through the message today. And where this message stems from a lot of is, is it reminded me when I was reading this and as the Lord was just showing me some things, what it reminded me, it reminded my wife, Letty. And she has an eye for going into the cupboard and just whipping something out of there and being able to create some type of food. For me... When I go open the cupboard, I'm like, man, there's nothing in here. I go to the fridge, man, there is nothing in here. Because if there's no bread and there's no peanut butter or no tortillas, then for me, there's no food. Because everything else, I got to make it. <laughs> and I know there's been some times that our cupboard has looked bare. 
And I'll say, what are we going to eat? What are we going to go? We should go get something and this and that. And it's because I'm starving or I'm hungry or I'm tired or whatever it may be. And I go look and I don't see anything. But really, reality of it is, I just don't know what I'm looking for. I see a bowl of cereal. I know what to do with that. But all those other little boxes and, you know, I'm not a cook, by the way, guys. <laughs> and I'm looking in there and I don't see anything. But then Letty goes in there and she'll tell me, go and look. See, there's a bunch of stuff in here. And I'm like. Yeah, I don't see it. And all of a sudden, she'll, just, she'll, she'll make something out of there. I'm like, how did you get that out of there? And not only that, it's not just something made and like, here you go, just eat it. It's actually something very good. And then I'm like, how come you don't make this more often? But see, she was able, she's got a trained eye. She's able to see and know what's in there. And she can know what to work with. She'll find it in the fridge. She'll find it in the cupboard. She'll find whatever's there. And she'll make it work. She's pulled out some crackers and stuff, and I'm just like, man, that was good. I didn't even know we had crackers. But it's because they were behind a different box, and I just didn't see them. But many times, I didn't know what was in there. And many times, that's how we are in Christianity. We don't realize or know who we have and what we have because of who we have. So we're going to look at a little bit this morning of how do we get there? How do we end up in this place? Why am I there today? And you may be in a place today that you maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're 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 trying to do too much or maybe you're not doing enough or whatever it may be or whatever changes or transitions you're going into today. And you find yourself in a place that you're weak, that you're tired, that you're sick, no matter what it is. And you may feel I just can't do it anymore. I don't have the strength. I feel discontent. I don't know what's going on here. You know what? I just don't have that joy. I don't have that drive. You know what? I, I, I know I should want to do it, but I really don't want to do it. It's just too much. Whatever it may be today, let me encourage you. There's still more in you. You still got more. Don't give up. But what happens is, is you need to go and see what you have. But not just see what you have, but who you have. And you might be in a place like me when you go in and look in that cupboard and man, there is nothing to eat in here. I got nothing. This is all there is? Man, we got to go to the store. Not realizing we had already went to the store. But this is what this is about this morning, to go and see. So let's look at Mark chapter 6, verse 7 through 13. These are the disciples as they're there with Jesus, and now Jesus is ready to send them out. He's ready to prepare them and send them out to what they're going to be doing after he's gone. After he's died and resurrected, he's putting them to work. He's telling them, teaching them how to serve. But he's also teaching them to trust him through it all. Because how many of us know if you're going to serve God, you're going to have to learn how to trust God. You're going to have to learn how to trust God if you're going to serve God. Because if you're going to be committed, he's going to take that commitment seriously, and therefore he's going to hold you accountable to stay within that commitment. He's patient, he's long-suffering, and he will work with me and you through it. But still, we have a responsibility to him. But because he wants us to learn how to trust him, 
Well, I want to serve God, but I don't have money. I want to serve God, but I'm working on this relationship. I want to serve God, but this, but that, but this. Well, he's team. No, I want you to do because I want you to learn to trust me through it. Because I, I know what you got going on in your life. I'm the one that gave you life. Your life belongs to me. All that you have, I'm aware of. I've allowed you to have it. I've given it to you for a reason and a purpose. And not only that, I've given you the responsibility to take care of it. To take care of that wife, that husband, that child, that home, that job, that gifting in your life, whatever it may be, I have given it to you. But don't let that keep you from serving me and being thankful for what you have. So we don't focus on what we don't have. Because that's my problem when I look in the cupboard, I'm focusing on what we don't have. And really what I'm looking for is I'm looking to open up the cupboard and see a plate of food already hot and ready for me. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> It don't work that way. So Mark chapter 6, verse 7 through 13 says this, And he called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He charged them to take nothing for their journey except a staff. No bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to even put on two tunics. He sent them out and says, don't take anything with you. What do you mean don't take anything with me? I need a change of clothes. I'm going to need money. I'm going to need this. He says, no, don't take anything. Because if he sends you, then he's going to provide for you. So if God calls you, if he causes you to change, he causes you to move, causes you to do whatever it is that he's called you to do, he's got you. He's going to take care of you. Because if he sends you to do it, then you have all the provision you need. You just got to continue to trust him and believe him through it. And he said to them, whenever you enter a house, stay there until you depart from there. And if any place will not receive you and they will not listen to you, when you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that people should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. Man, doesn't that sound like a successful journey? Man, they go out there. They're sent out two by two, so they're not alone. They're, they're out there, you know, they're able to kind of encourage one another. And they're going out there and they're walking and living in the authority of Jesus Christ. What they did is they went by faith believing because of the relationship they had with Jesus physically at this time. They went out there with boldness and confidence knowing, man, Jesus has got our back. We can go out here and do these things. And they did. The Bible says that man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. When you serve God, God is going to teach you to be dependent upon his word and nothing else. Because many times that's all you're going to have, but that's all you need. Because where it looks like there's a Red Sea and he gives you his word, that Red Sea will part. That Jordan River will part. But we got to be willing to listen for his word. Because when he gives you his word, then you can speak his word. And that mountain shall be moved. 
Not only that, they would learn you sow. When you sow, you will reap. How many of us know that what you sow, you will reap, good and bad? If you're willing to put the work in, then you're going to receive the fruits of it. But you've got to be willing to put the work in. You want that promotion? Put the work in. You want that good grade on the test? Put the work in. You'll reap what you sow. 1 Timothy 5.18 says, The worker is worth his wages. The worker is worth his wages. You're worth it. You labor, you do. Maybe it doesn't seem like you, maybe it doesn't seem like you get paid enough. But when you do it unto the Lord, oh, you realize God will take care of you. God will take care of you. Don't allow your paycheck and the amount of money that you make because you can never make enough. Don't ever allow that to determine or declare who you are in Christ and how successful you are and how rich you are. You are rich because you got a rich father. You are a success because you have a successful father. So don't allow that to determine who you are because you are worthy of your wages. I put here, the labor will bring forth fruits. Your school, your work, your parenting, your relationships. But it's not only the obvious that we see, but it's also the labors as you do, as you live following Christ and you allow God to change your hearts. What happens is you don't realize the lives outside of your life that you're touching. The lives that are encouraged by you because you're faithful, because you're committed, not because you always do the right thing, but because you trust your God. Not because you're prideful and judgmental and, hey, look at me, but because you trust your God. Because of your character that you allow God to work in. Believe me, you don't want to be around me when I go open that fridge or that cupboard. I could be quite annoying. <laughs> ask Letty. <laughs> well, don't ask her, but oh, she's, she's shaking her head. Yeah, she, she'll always give me that look. Like, be talking about all kinds of food in there. But how many of us know that labor can also bring tiredness and that everything comes with it? How many ever get tired from work? How many ever get tired from school? <laughs> how many ever get tired of just being tired? Man, I slept too much. Ugh, I need a nap. We all know what it's like to be tired. And how many of us know that tiredness doesn't always bring out the best in us? Tiredness can bring laziness, but it can also bring an attitude. It could bring anger. It could bring discontent. It could blind me in you. It can make us vulnerable to temptation, to sin, and so much more. How many of you would agree you are very vulnerable when you're tired? You don't want anybody messing with you. I just got home. What, you want to do what? We got to go where? I got to do what? And all of a sudden, we find ourselves in a place looking in the cupboard while I'm tired, and there's no food in here. 
There's no bread. All I wanted was a peanut butter sandwich and marmalade. Or a burrito, peanut butter and marmalade burrito. Don't knock it until you try it. Ooh, flour tortilla. Best in the world. But if no tortillas, then I'm lost. But that tiredness can put us in a place where we don't care about anything or anyone at that moment in time because our body is tired, our mind is tired, we're just overwhelmed. You ever have those days you just feel like you were beaten up? There's times I, I just get home. I mean, I feel like I just was in a fight all day long and I just got beaten up. And my head is shaking. Letty didn't beat me up. It was just... <laughs> it's just tiredness. But in that tiredness, I find... This might just be me, guys. and Maybe not you. Pray for me, you know? But I, I get an attitude... I don't want to do anything. I don't really care about anything at that point in time. <laughs> I just want to close my eyes and just, you know, leave me alone for a little bit. <laughs> just need a rest, man. My body is tired. It's, you know, it's just worn down. But we find ourselves in a place that we can become very vulnerable. Because that can be a weakness within us. And we all have it. Don't, I'm not telling you here today, don't ever get tired again, guys. No, you will get tired, but you also have to acknowledge that in that tiredness, if it's long enough, it can also be a weakness because it can make us very vulnerable to make decisions or decisions not to or different things to fall into because we're tired and we just don't have the strength to fight. We don't have the strength and the willpower to do or to do what needs to be done. How many times do you know that a bill needed to be paid? You know there was... You get in the morning like, man, but you knew, you, knew the ga- you know the car needed gas? The light went on before you got home. It actually went on right when you left work because you were tired. I said, ah, I'll just get it tomorrow. But now you woke up late and you're running late to work and now you still got to get gas. Maybe I'll still make it. But because we were tired. Let's go to verse 30. Let's look at what happened to the disciples when they got tired. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. Look at the disciples, man. They just, and they had an awesome, awesome, you know, what would you call that? A crusade, you know? They were out there, they were speaking, they were teaching, they were healing the sick and delivering those with demons and all of that in the name of Jesus. And they were out there, man, they were doing some great things. I mean, if you read another portion of scripture, they said, man, even the demons were trembling at us. They were subject to us, Jesus. You would have been proud of us. No, no, don't rejoice in that. Rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But they went on a long journey. They didn't have cars. I know we hear how did, how did disciples get around in one accord, but they didn't have Honda Accord back then. <laughs> you guys get that? That's an old joke. <laughs> still, some of you still getting it. <laughs> they had a walk. They were, I mean, they were walking miles. And not only that, they're in, the, you know, they're in you know, Jerusalem, Middle East out of that area. It's hot. 
you know, it's got, you know, dust and all that, their feet. I mean, it's, they had to wear sandals. You didn't let them wear their boots. Some wear sandals. And they are walking, they're doing all these things, but they're seeing the glory of God, but their physical selves are tired. They come back, and Jesus is, you know, wow, he's, he's, you know, man, he's happy for them. But he's still not done teaching them. He says, come away by yourself to a desolate place and rest a while. Man, they're like, oh, all right, Jesus, man, let's go, because they see the people coming. How many of us know Jesus always had people following him? That's why you had to go hide up a mountain. Sometimes that's what me and you need to do. We, we just got to go find a mountain, even if it's just a little dirt hill, right? We'll get away for a little while. So he tells them this. So right away, they're, they're like, that's like you getting home or, you know, come from school, from work, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, they're like, hey, go rest a little bit. Don't worry. Just go kick your feet up a little bit. You're good. I got this. And that does happen at times. We're able to do that. What is messed up is, is right when you go, oh, man, you see the couch, you see the bed, you see that lunch, oh, man, then the phone call comes, what? Then you remember, oh, and now the time that you were supposed to rest is gone. How many of you love that? Don't you love it when that happens? <laughs> I was about ready to go to sleep, and oh, man, I got woken up because I have to go do this. Great. Love that. Now, so here the disciples are looking forward to going and resting. But they can't. Because verse 32 says, and they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Oh, even desolate. Look at that. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. Jesus had compassion. Jesus was tired. He'd been teaching. He'd been doing all these things. He wasn't asking the disciples to do anything that he himself was not doing. And when they get to the other side and they're ready to go rest, all of a sudden all the people see where they're going and they follow them. And it says that Jesus looked out at them and he had compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. He saw the need and he was willing to meet that need above his own, even his own fleshly needs. And I thank God for that because he saw the need for salvation and even though it cost him his life and it was a painful death, but he was willing to do it for me and you, for this world today. So what we learn through this is we have to learn how to push through. Because as I said earlier, when we're tired... When we're beaten down, when we're overwhelmed, when it just seems like day in and day out, we got this to do, I got that to do, I got to go here, we got to do this. And even when you're sitting and relaxing, you're really not relaxing because your mind is somewhere else. You're sleeping and you're already thinking about the next day. I got to do this, I got to get this done. Well, I don't know if we're going to be able to get this. And after a while, it beats you down. 
So you look forward to that vacation. You look forward to that day. You look forward to that time. But when you don't get it, you find yourself, we find ourselves in a place that maybe we're not so compassionate. Maybe we find ourselves in a place, well, you know what? I don't have time for this today. I can't serve God today. I can't do this today because I just don't have the compassion today because I need a rest. I'm not pointing the finger. I'm speaking a reality for all of us. Because that's what it'll do to me and you. It'll cause us to be in a place where we're focused on ourselves, and we don't realize the work and the labor that we continue to do is actually for the benefit of others. Aren't you grateful to God that you have a roof over your head today? That you got food in that cupboard and that fridge? Maybe you don't think so, but it's there. It might just be a gallon of milk, but thank God for that gallon of milk. Just don't leave it out. But we can be grateful to God. But in the tiredness, we forget it. And we find ourselves in a place where we just don't have that compassion. Look at the response of the disciples. After their long journey, they were looking forward to going to rest. Jesus is doing his Jesus thing. Oh, there's Jesus being compassionate again. They love him, but at this point in time, they're tired. There goes pastor again. He's talking a little long, and I'm getting hungry. There goes mom. There goes dad. There goes so-and-so praying again, and man, they're praying a little long. <laughs> you laugh because it's true. You even laughed at the pastor one. Because we're tired. So this is the response of the disciples. It says, and when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, man, look, they got bold. You know how many times they're talking about things and they want to ask Jesus things and they don't ask him? You see it in the Bible. They're discussing among themselves all this, but they don't want to bring it to Jesus. No, you ask him. No, you ask him. I don't want to ask him. But when they're tired... They don't care. You're talking to Jesus, the one who has all power and authority. You're going, to go to, you're going to go question his decision here. This is a desolate place. Yeah, well, Jesus knows that he took you there. And the hour is now late. I'm pretty sure Jesus is aware of that. And they go to six, verse 36. Send them away. <laughs> Man. That's, that's like me being in your house. You invited me over. We're hanging out, but I, you know, I got comfortable. But you get a little tired. I got to get up for work tomorrow, man. Yeah, it's getting a little late, huh? You go in the kitchen. It's about time to send them away. He's got his shoes off. <laughs> Start flickering some lights or something, you know? Because you're tired. It's not that you don't want me to be there. It's just you got tired. I get it. Still not okay with it, but you know. Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. They're like, Jesus, send them away. They're hungry. They're this, you know, they're, you know they care. 
you know, we're, we're being compassionate too. They're hungry, Jesus. They've been following. You know, let them go. Send them away. But Jesus says in verse 38, and he said to them, how many loaves do you have? How many loaves do you have? Let me ask you the question today. How much do you have in your life today? Who do you have in your life today? What do you have in your life today? You may not think it's much. Oh, but you're rich. But when you're tired, you tend to forget. We tend to forget. But let me encourage you today. You have everything you need. Today is just a reminder to go and do inventory on your life, in your heart, and in your home. And all around you today, your relationships, your friends, your family, take a look and see who you have and what you have today. Because he tells them, how many loaves do you have? He says, go and see. Go and see. Go and see. He tells them, go and look. Go and see how many loaves you have. In their tiredness, they had to be reminded to go and see what they have. And when they had found out, they said, five and two fish. Jesus, we got five breads. And in one portion it says barley bread, so it's not even the good bread, it's the cheap bread. We got the lowest of the low breads. I mean, this stuff is hard. And we got two, in another portion of Scripture, it says two small fish. They didn't just say fish. We got two small fish. You know when somebody tells you they got a sandwich and it's small? You know they don't want to share with you? Oh, how's that burger? How's that sandwich? It's good. It's a little small, though. You get them nuggets. Well, they didn't give me too many, though. They put the hand over it. Give me too many. They don't want to share. Because <laughs> I don't want to share. But he goes on to verse 39. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and by fifties. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all, and they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up the twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish, and those who ate the loaves were five thousand. Jesus pulled a letty here. They were looking at all we got is this bread, all we got is this fish. But Jesus had a different eye. He says, no, that's enough. And what he did is he blessed what he had. And through that blessing of it, it multiplied. Are you willing to take what's in your life today and who's in your life today and bless it and bless them? Because if you are willing to do so, then you will truly see what you have and who you have and the strength you have through it all, through the tiredness, through the weariness, 
through all of the things that go on in the life and all the responsibilities, you will see who you have. Through the sickness, you will see your healer. Through the trials, you will know your deliverer, your savior, your rescuer, your strong tower. Through it all, through the lack financially, you will know who your provision is. Through your mind going crazy, you will know who your peace is. Through the grieving, through the mourning, through the hurting, you will know who your comforter is. Through your weakness, you will know the power of God. Because it's in your weakness that His power is made great. But are you willing to go and see? And see what you have and see who you have and rejoice because he's been so faithful. See, he didn't knock him against him. What he did is he pushed him forward. And that's what the word of God will do. It will challenge me in you, it will push me in you forward that all things are possible. All things are possible for you that believe today. Your goals, your desires, the plans, the things that are in your life are possible in Christ according to His will and purpose. You don't have to live in fear. Just live by faith. Rich kids, don't look at the lack of the finances in your home. Look at your God who is able to make a way where there is no way. He can provide for that tuition. He can open up that door. He can make a way. Don't ever let that limit your dreams and your plans and your goals. You put in the labor, you put in the work, and you trust your God. Parents, don't give up on your kids, on your grandkids. Just know that God is in control. Bless them, love them, be thankful for them, and thank God that He will never give up on them. Husband, wife, be thankful for your spouse. Be grateful for them. Bless them. Be thankful to God for them. And when they go to the fridge or the cupboard, have patience with them. Your job, your school, everything in your life, be thankful and bless it. Don't allow the tiredness to keep you from serving God. Don't allow the tiredness to keep you in a place that is going to allow temptation, is going to allow sin, that is going to allow all these things to come in and start to harden your heart to a place where there's not even joy in serving God. There's not even joy in being in the house of the Lord. There's not even joy in reading His Word or prayer. Because we allow the tiredness to overwhelm us. Mark chapter 8, verse 1 says, In those days when again a great crowd, look, at it's going on again 
had gathered and they had nothing to eat, he called the disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come from far away. And his disciples answered him, how can one feed these people with bread here in this desolate place? Didn't they just, weren't they there during the 5,000? How many times are we in a place where God just brought us through and now we're in a different situation? We're like, well, God, where are you? How are you going to get me through this? How quickly we forget. Well, I mean the disciples, not us, but, you know, thank God we could point the finger at them. And he asked them, how many loaves do you have? There we go. They said seven. And he directed the crowd to sit down on the ground and he took the seven loaves and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people and they set them before the crowd and they had a few small fish and having blessed them, he said that these also should be set before them and they ate and were satisfied and they took up the broken pieces left over seven baskets fulls and there were about 4,000 people and he sent them away and immediately he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmanutha. There he goes again. But this time he blesses it, but he also gives thanks for it. And in that thanks, it started to multiply. And there was no lack. There was even enough to take home. Don't you love that? When you go to a party, and you say, you want to take some food home? And you already had a plate set aside? You know who you are. You know who you are. Just in case there wasn't enough, right? I got you. That means the food was good. But are we willing to go and see and take an inventory of what we already have in Christ? We have all that we need. But the problem is, is who are we listening to? What voices are we listening to? What are people telling us that we need? What are people telling us we should do? What are we allowing to influence me and you today? And if we're allowing people to talk into our lives, are they doing anything about it or are they just talking with nothing behind it? Because if they're talking with nothing behind it, it's empty. Shut it out. Cast it down because you don't need dead works in your life. You need a life of faith that's going to come along and encourage you with the same trust and the same endurance and the same perseverance that you're having to walk through knowing that brother, that sister in the Lord is doing the same. Let's go to Matthew 16. Verse 5 says, when the disciples reached the other side, they had forgotten to bring any bread. Uh Uh-oh. And Jesus said to them, watch out and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they began discussing it among themselves, saying, we brought no bread. 
But Jesus, aware of this, said, O you of little faith, why are you discussing among yourself the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive? Do you not remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many baskets you gathered? How is it that you fail to understand that I did not speak about bread? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He wasn't talking about the bread. He was talking about the teaching that they were giving. They were putting weight upon people and telling them, you need to do this, you need to do that. But yet they themselves were not willing to do so. Empty words. He says the law is good and his word is good, but their actions are not. Don't follow their ways. That's why it is so important that me and you follow God. But you need to be willing to go and see who you have. You know, you got a great teacher. The Holy Spirit. I can't answer all your questions. Because I'm not God. I'll make something up. But at least I'm telling you. But see, I'm not God. I may understand certain things and little things as God reveals and shows and teaches me. But the one who knows it all is him. He has all the wisdom. He has all the knowledge, all the understanding. Not only that, he's got the power to back it up. And not only that, that power lives in me and you today as a believer. You may say, well, I'm not that smart. That's okay. In our weakness, he is strong. Well, I'm very smart. Well, still, it's nothing compared to God's wisdom. Your wisdom is nothing compared to God. So bring it down. I'm not that strong. Well, that's okay. God is your strength. You may be very strong, but your strength is nothing compared to God's. I don't know how to lead. Well, he does. I'm a great leader. Well, still, you need to still follow the greatest leader. The great shepherd, Jesus Christ. Because he is great. He teaches us all things. It's his Holy Spirit. That reveals it. He's the one that helps me to teach it. He's the one that helps us to receive it. He's the one that brings the understanding that we need. But in your tiredness, in the beatdown, in all these things that we find ourselves in a place, I ask you today, are you willing to be honest with your weakness? Are you willing to be honest in your heart that maybe there's some areas that you just don't really have compassion right now? Where you're not worried or concerned about, well, if I do this or I don't do that, the lives it may affect. Are you willing to see that today and be honest with yourself? But not only that, are you willing to go and see how great our God is and how merciful he is. To see the grace that me and you have, the forgiveness that me and you have, 
the fact that we can come together and be honest with God and repent and say, Lord, forgive me for having a heart and heart. Forgive me that through the tiredness, Lord, I found myself in a place where I just a lot of times don't really care. You do care, but it's just through the tiredness that causes us to fall us back into some old habits, causes us to fall back into some old ways of thinking, causes us to fall back in so many areas to a place where we become busybodies as opposed to being busy about our father's business. But again, could it be that we forget who we have? Let's go to John chapter 6. We're, just, we're reading the Bible today, guys, because we're coming back to see what we have. Amen? Who we have? Amen. We're going and we're, we're walking out this message today in his word. John chapter 6, verse 25. We're going to read through 40. It says, when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Many times we just want to follow God because of what he can give us. Because he answered our prayer, because he did something great in our lives. But it has to be more than that. It has to be more than just the material things of this world. It has to be him. He says in verse 27, Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, Then what sign do you, you, do, you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus then said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, sir, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will he will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. How many of us know that bread is symbolism of everything that we need? Substance. And Jesus says, I am the bread of life. As I shared earlier, as long as I got that bread in them tortillas, I'm content. But we got something greater than the bread and tortillas of this world. We got Jesus. And in Jesus, we have all that we need. We have all that we need to live this life, to serve him, to do what he's called us to do, to live for him. You sinned, repent, ask for forgiveness and get back up. There were some things that you should have did that you knew you should have did, but you didn't do, repent, get back up. 
You've been tired. You've been weighed down. Look to the Lord and His strength. You're sick in body. Look to the healer. You got some things messing with you. He's the deliverer. And in Jesus' name, those things got to go. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. See, Jesus is saying, I know those who are mine. He didn't just tell them to go and see. Jesus knew who was for him and who was with him. He also knew who would betray him. But it never stopped him from going to the cross. It never stopped him from doing the work. It never stopped him from fulfilling the purpose that God the Father sent him for. So you may notice there's some betrayers. You may notice some things and things that are going on around you, but you continue to trust God and be obedient and be, follow his will for your life. He'll take care of all of that. Jesus at any moment could have said, hey guys, you know what we're going to do? We're going we're gonna to kind of hang out over here. When Judas shows up, man, we're going to let him know we know what's up. But they didn't do that. Jesus let it be. They actually all thought it could have been them. And honestly, they were all just as guilty because they all scattered and left him for dead. But he didn't hold it against them because Jesus knew who were his. And maybe you feel you failed Jesus. Maybe you feel that you failed so many times in your life that God... He's just going to give. He won't give up on you because he knows who are his. Come on. He knows who are his. Are you his today? He's got you. And even when we do fail, he's still got you. He's not going to turn his back on you. He's not going to give up on you. And his patience is not like the patience of the world. He does not grow weary. He does not get tired. He is faithful through it all. And his word says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, shall mount up on wings like eagles, and they shall run and not grow weary, and they shall walk and not be faint. But it's going to take us, me and you, through the tiredness to keep walking, to keep living, to keep doing, to keep serving, to keep trusting, to continue waiting, to continue believing, continue to declare, continue to learn, continue to seek him, to continue to pray, to continue following Jesus all the days of our life. He's the one that sustains us, keeps us, he saved us, he restored us, he heals us, he delivers us. He's done everything for us. I also put here where you are today. You got nothing left, got too much baggage, Got no drive? Got issues? You think you can't go anymore because of it? Go and see and remember who's your strength and your weakness. It should be Jesus, amen? And that is our prayer today, that many in their weakness today will come to know the Lord and to know his power through the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ that they could be strengthened as me and you are strengthened today. And all this was today was just for us to go and see so he can teach us how to have that trained eye and recognize what we have and who we have in Christ Jesus today. Because when we do, we have everything. We're going to prepare to take communion this morning. I'm going to ask 
Pastor Pat and Cynthia, they're going to pass that out today. You know, one of the greatest things about communion is, is that when we go back and we look, many times we do focus on the failures. We do focus on the things that go on in our lives and the challenges and the what ifs or, you know, all these different things. But when we take communion, we're remembering what Christ did for us. We're remembering the price that he paid for us. We're remembering his promise to us. That's not worship yet, guys. (laughs) It's close enough, though. But we're remembering all that he has done for us today. You know, the only one of the only things that will matter. And that only matters today. And even in the end times. The one thing that will matter the most in that time is. Salvation. Salvation salvation the fact that no matter what happens we can have peace today knowing but lord thank you that we're saved in you jesus and that is the message we're able to save with everybody else is that they can be saved if they're willing to repent and turn to jesus because that's why he came was to save the world and all who live in it So Luke 22, verse 14 says this. And when the hour came, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you that I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He says, Take this. This is my body. This is a symbolism, just a remembrance. This is not, doesn't take a form. No, this is just a remembrance of what Christ did for us. The beating that he took for me and you. So no matter what has, been, what has been bothering you, what's been coming against you, whatever you've been going through today, do this in remembrance of him recognizing, but Jesus, thank you for taking that beating for me on your body that was broken for me, that was beaten for me, and nailing it, and it got nailed to that cross for me, Lord Jesus. Because today we are going and seeing together We went and saw together what his word says, and we're seen together and being reminded today, Jesus, you died for my sins. And you took that beating for me, Lord. That should have been for me. But you took it for me. 
So if you have any guilt today, any shame, any condemnation, even through this word today, if you started to condemn yourself, if you started to just get down in yourself, let me encourage you today, don't stay there. We're doing this in remembrance of what Jesus Christ did for us. All that is is for us to acknowledge it, to acknowledge where we're at, to acknowledge what we've been going through and face the realities, but then remembering, but thank you, Jesus. For the body that was given for me. Because I am doing this today in remembrance of the price you paid for me. Father, we just thank you today, Lord, for your son, Jesus. We thank you for the body that was prepared, Lord, as the one and only sacrifice that was needed. And that was your son, Jesus. But because of today, Lord, of that remembrance of what he did for us, that covenant, that promise today, Lord God, Lord, is a guarantee of the salvation that we have in you today, Lord Jesus. So we thank you today that through the guilt, through the shame, through the pain, through the tiredness, through the weaknesses, through the thorn in our side, through everything that we face and go through today, Lord God, whatever has been holding us down, we thank you today that it was taken upon your body, Lord Jesus. And you took that for us, Lord. And today we do this in remembrance because we are realizing and we see, Lord, all that we have because of it. So we thank you today, Lord, as we do this in remembrance of you. In Jesus' name, take and eat. He says, for I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup after they had eaten saying, this cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. And that covenant gives us life because there is life in the blood of Jesus. And how many of us know that Jesus came to give us life? to give us life more abundantly today and in the blood of Jesus because that blood is powerful enough, powerful enough to save us, to wash us, to cleanse us, to restore us, to heal us, to give us strength, to give us all that we need in Him because we can be reminded that there is power in the blood. Amen? Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for washing us, for cleansing us. We thank you for washing our minds, for washing our body, for washing our feet, for washing all of us, my God. And we thank you today for the life that we have in you, Jesus. And we do this today in remembrance, my God, because, Lord God, we know and believe in you, Jesus, the Son of God, who was born of a virgin, who came and walked this earth as a man, yet fully God, who died for our sins on that cross and took the penalty and the wrath of God upon you but didn't stay in the grave but rose again on the third day and is now ascended on high at the right hand of the Father interceding for us day and night and whose return is very soon so Jesus today we thank you that we are saved and we thank you that salvation Father God is for all those today who put their faith in you that they may have a relationship with you and it is because of the blood of Jesus that we're not only able to speak this message 
message, but Lord God, you confirm the message with signs, wonders, and miracles, that you confirm the message with the power of your Holy Spirit, that you confirm the message with deliverance from bondage of sin and death, that you confirm the message, my God, with salvation, Lord. Oh, because we can rejoice that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. That no matter what may come or what may have come and what may be, it's because of the blood of Jesus that we are saved, Lord Jesus. And we just thank you this morning, my God, in Jesus' name, take and drink. Hallelujah. Oh, let's give the Lord a shout this morning. Amen. Let's give the Lord a shout this morning. Oh, there is power in the blood of Jesus. Amen. And we can rejoice. We can, we can celebrate. We can praise our God. Amen. Because we can know today, you serve a faithful God. We serve a faithful God. And through it all, I thank God that, you know what? He knows we get tired. He knows we get weary. And he's patient with us. Amen. But it's up to me and you to be willing to go and see and be reminded of who we have. He's not going to give up on you. His thoughts towards you have not changed. His word said that his thoughts towards you outnumber the grains of sand. You ever try to go pick up sand and count it? Yeah, it's, it's kind of, I usually give up after one. The Bible says he knows the numbers of hair, the, number, the numbers of hair on your head. He knows us greater than anyone else could ever know us. And we could just be so grateful. But don't forget to go and see who you have and who you belong to. Amen. We're going to welcome up the worship team. They're going to lead us in worship today. Amen. Just a couple of quick announcements as we prepare for, for, um, for uh, t this week. Uh, we do have Bible study this coming Wednesday. And we will be in the book of Daniel, chapter 6. The calendar is there in the back if you'd like to see where we're at. We'll be in Bible study here in the annex room, Daniel, chapter 6, at 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll also be online as well, so we encourage you to join us and study the Word with us. On uh, Friday night, we do have prayer. Uh, we went from Isaiah, chapter 12, and we're going to actually jump over to Isaiah, chapter 40. So we will be in Isaiah, chapter 40, this Friday, so we encourage you to pray with us, read the Word with us, let the Lord teach us by His Spirit. Amen. And also on Saturday morning, we will be having our leaders meeting. So if you would like to serve, be a part, and uh, just to sign up with us and come see what we're doing for this year, the rest of this year, and how we're setting things up, feel free to come out and join us on Saturday morning. We'll be meeting here in the annex room next door at 9.30 a.m. So we're really looking forward to that. And we're just grateful to God for all that he's doing and just his faithfulness and uh, just looking forward to continuing to serve the Lord together. Amen. So we encourage you, if you're able to come out and join us to do so. If not, just give me an email, send, you know, give me a call, text, you know, let me know if there's any part you would like to be a part of. Amen. So I just want to encourage you. Let's continue to keep our eyes on the Lord. The Lord is doing great things. You know what? I thank God that we're able to do the online services as well. You know, the word is going forth. The podcast is updated, everybody. So, you know what? I um, was informed earlier. We got about two faithful followers in Germany, so they've been kind of all keeping right. up with all the uh, with all the the, the the sermons and all the podcasts and stuff like that. They've been pretty consistent, so that's pretty cool. You know that the Lord can use all the work that we're doing here together, serving God. But not only that, even the work He's doing here in our communities. Amen.
Because no matter what, just always know the word of God is not chained. So the word of God may be going forth in, within these four walls, but believe me, that word is going forth a lot further than we can ever imagine. Amen. And because it goes forth in our lives. Amen? If anybody's out there watching with us online, or if there's anybody in here today, I'm just going to ask every head bowed and every eye closed. And if you're tired of being tired, and you just can't get out of it, well, you don't need to stay there anymore. We that believe, you don't have to stay there anymore. But for those that don't believe or don't know him yet, but you know that he's drawing you, you don't have to stay there anymore. You can choose to, but you don't have to. And I'm not saying even though you choose to put your faith that you won't have your tiredness and you won't have your struggles, but we learned early in the morning that in our weakness, he is strong. So when I am weak, he is strong. And when I think I can't do it anymore, I don't deserve to. His word says, but my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made great in your weakness. His grace is enough. But if this is you today and you don't know the Lord, today is the day of salvation. If you like to give your life to the Lord today, then I'm just going to ask that you would raise your hand this morning. And for those that are watching with us, just right where you're at, just raise that hand in faith. And for us that know the Lord, just keep believing. Keep believing that God will make himself known to those you're praying for and that you love and that you know are going through some times right now or running from God, but you know what? They can't run too far because God is able to reach them where they're at. And maybe it looks like they have everything together, but you know what? God knows where they're at. He can reach them and let them know how much and remind them how much he loves them and how great he is. But this first prayer this morning is going to be for those today that would like to put their faith in Jesus. And it's just a simple prayer of faith, but if you believe it with your heart, oh, you'll never be the same. So just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God. And I believe that you died for my sins on that cross. And I believe that you rose again on the third day. And I ask you today to forgive me of my sins. I repent of all my sins and all that has kept me from believing in you. And I confess you today as my Lord. I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live following you. And I ask you to write my name in your Lamb's book of life that I may be with you forever. In Jesus' name I pray. If you prayed that today, share it with somebody. 
let someone know that you gave your life to the Lord today. That your heart was changed today and that you were made whole today. And let them pray for you and encourage you. And now this next one is for all of us who do believe today. Maybe our hearts have grown a little hard and Maybe with all the fears around us, we've allowed those fears to cause us to focus on ourselves more. Or maybe we just have just not fully committed to the Lord. Or maybe we just forgot what we have. Or maybe because of the tiredness, we just couldn't see. Or we can't see what we have and who we have and we would allow the doubts and the fears and the things of this world to and the people around us even to cloud our thinking and our judgment today I'm going to ask that we come together and we pray together this morning Lord Jesus thank you for your compassion thank you for your love. Thank you for your salvation. And we ask you today to forgive us of our sins. We repent of our own thinking, our own ways, our own hardness of hearts. Forgive us of our blindness, of our deafness, of our slumber in Jesus name raise us up and wake us up in the power of your Holy Spirit for we acknowledge our weaknesses but we acknowledge your power is great in our weakness so when we are weak we are strong Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a shout this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is the power of God when we can come together in unity and declare his great power within us. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Well, Father, we just thank you this day. We give you all the glory, the praise, and the honor. We thank you, Lord God, for opening up our eyes to see, Lord, Father, what we have and who we have today, Lord. And Father God, today, Lord Jesus, as we go, Father God, in our lives and our dailies, Father God, Lord, we just ask you today that, Father God, that this word would continue to come to mind, Lord, and that, Father God, Lord, we would continue to go and see, my God, what we have, that we would take an inventory, Lord God, of who we have and what we have and all that we have been blessed with, my God, and that, Father, we would start to declare the blessings of the Lord upon all that you have given us and entrusted us with, my God, that we would bless our wives, our husbands, our children, our great-grandchildren, our 
great, our grandchildren, our family members, our loved ones, our co-workers, our neighborhoods, our communities, Lord God. Oh, that we would bless them in the name of Jesus, Lord God, and that we would thank you, Lord, for them, that we would be thankful, Lord God, for all that we have in you, Lord Jesus. Oh, and that you would be our strength through the labor, through the toil, through the endurance and the perseverance, my God. And that, Father God, in the name of Jesus, though we know we may have a thorn, we have our weaknesses, but thank you, Lord, that your power is made great in our weaknesses. So, Father, teach us, Lord. Father God, about those weaknesses. But, Lord, teach us how to overcome them, Lord. Teach us how to guard. Teach us, Lord Jesus, how to continue to believe and stay strong in you, Lord. That, Father God, Lord, we may walk and live as the overcomers you have saved us to be. Oh, so we just thank you this morning that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. That greater are you that lives in us than he that lives in the world. The Lord Jesus, your word says to be strong in the power of your might, my God. So we have, we thank you for the armor of God, for the breastplate of righteousness in place, for the belt of truth buckled around our waist, for Father God, our feet shotted with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We take up the shield of faith which extinguishes all the fiery darts of the enemy, we take up the helmet of salvation and we take up your sword of the spirit, which is your word of God, Lord. And we just thank you for the very word, my God, that is living, that is active, my God. And we thank you, Lord, because it's because of your word today, my God. Oh, that we're able to walk by the spirit and we're able to walk by faith and not by sight. So we just thank you this day, O oh Heavenly Father. We give you the glory, we give you the praise, and we give you the honor. And we just thank you for the fruits of the labor. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the multiplying, Father God. And we just thank you, Lord Jesus, for your blessings this day. And we give you all the praise, glory, and honor, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We are dismissed.